Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season finale! Yup, nup. nup. That's right, the Ewoks <laughs> are celebrating. They're, they're playing drums on the Stormtroopers' heads. We got Sam Werb celebrating in the background. Do you know what the translation of that song is? Uh, Power. We it's got bunch, the power. It, it's a bunch of things, but it is, power is one of them, yeah. Hey, I mean, when you're when you're making a song about teddy bear pe- people, what words come to your head? Yep. Cannibalistic. Cannibalistic. Wow, we went two people. separate directions that way, but that's okay. That's okay. That's kind of our thing. You ying, I yang. I pizza, you french fry. Ah! See? See? Welcome, everybody, to the final chapter of Dune Messiah. What a journey it's been. So much of so, like, look, I this is this is this is exciting. I've been waiting all day to do this. Watch this. Er, Love you. What are you doing? What's he doing? Oh yeah. Uh. Okay. All right. What do you got there? That looks like a snapple. It looks. It's. Uh, I'll show you the picture. But before I t- before oh, it's start- like a fun beer with a dinosaur on it. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what's going on. So what happened is I went to the beer store yesterday, the liquor store, to some. Uh, okay. <laughs> went to it and I was like, give me your most. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> give me your most Dooney beer. And this thing with a, I think they, I think they thought I said Dino. Did you say Duno? You're like, give me some Duno. I could have, you know what? Dooney, That's true. Dooney, I could have said Duno. You know how I am uh, with talking, <laughs> professional speaker on a podcast. I mispronounce <laughs> words all the time. Semi professional. All right. Semi professional. Climb down from your high worm. I'm excited man. about this. Let me, uh, uh, let me get, let me take a taste. I'll tell you guys how it, how it tastes. It's from Phillips. Take a taste. Brewing and malting. It's a very popular beer. I've seen it a million times. It doesn't taste very good to me. How do you feel about it? Ooh, that is. Oh, that's sour. Toppy, isn't it? Sour. Very, very sour. Oh, it's a sour. Mm. Okay, this is great. This is good. Welcome to chapter 23. Final chapter. Avdun. Masaya. What a journey, man. What Mas- a journey. Masaya. We've uh, we've we've come over a lot of humps it's together. A journey. I feel like there haven't been that many humps. There's been a little bit of humping, but uh, I feel like you know we made this one in due pace time. How do you mm. feel? How do you feel? Indeed. About this journey that we've taken together. Now that we've gone through, I feel Doom pretty 2. good. I feel way better than at the end of the last one. At the end of the first Dune book, I needed to seek professional help, and I still do need it. But for different reasons, that this time they aren't related to Dune, and uh, I feel <laughs> I feel pretty good. I feel fresh. I feel like we could go into something else right away. We won't, but I feel like we could. <laughs> feel like we could. You know what I was thinking? October's coming up. Halloween. Maybe we could read uh, Frankenstein. Well, that's Uh-oh. that's the thing. Is like th- Mary Shelley. We've got we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of um, themes coming up. We got Thanksgiving. We got Halloween. Uh, then we have American Thanksgiving. Maybe we can do something. Maybe we could watch Rudy. We're not doing anything with Thanksgiving, man. We're not fucking watching Rudy. Are you sure? That's a good American Thanksgiving movie. Rudy's fucking... <laughs> no way, man. No way! Am I watching Rudy on this podcast? I'll watch it and drive it in my own home on Thanksgiving night. What if I find like a Rudy creepypasta? You know, where Rudy, instead of, like, joins a football team, he murders the football team. Uh, okay. Interesting. I At first, I thought you were uh, referencing some sort of pasta dish, which sounded uh, delicious. But then I realized you meant a horror story. Yes. 
I'll take both. I'll take both. Mm -hmm. So, first thing I want to talk about for the season finale is I want to talk about you, listeners. How much you mean to us. We love we love you. We love you. We love you. We love every single one of you. Uh, and specifically, halfway through this season, we we uh, we got like a second wind underneath our sails. Uh, specifically, when it comes to our Patreon, and we had uh, Nicole and Degree for Women hop on as Gouda Grandmasters. Woo! And y- very big. If you guys have been listening to the end of every single episode, you you've probably heard me thank them. Every single episode. Every single episode. But I want to do it differently this time. I want to thank him at the front of the episode. Right in the front. Right. <laughs> front middle. Right in the front. Degree for women, Nicole, and Big Cheese Daddy. Uh, for everything that they that that they do to support the show. I can't believe that they are there uh, just holding us up. Putting us together, Steve. Because sometimes I feel like we're falling. No, it's really great that uh, we have so many new listeners who've come on board with us. Uh, especially this season. And in general. Um, regardless of if you're on the Patreon or not, but big special thanks to those patrons because they make it all worth doing. Oh man. Oh man. Every time, every time I step behind this mic and I call and I call Steve and I'm waiting for him for about a half hour to log in so we can start recording. You know what keeps me going? Cha-ching. Cha-ching, baby. (laughs) All right. Cha-ching. So we got a lot. We got we got, we got some stuff to do today. All right, we got a chapter to talk about a little bit. We got some games to play, uh, alcohol to drink, and uh, we're gonna go over who won the predictions game. Yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna go over that, aren't we? We're gonna go over it, and I don't know what the hell we're gonna do. We tried talking about it earlier today, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll get into it. All right. Listen, okay. This is the thing: is that Will is the the prediction game this season. I mean, Will rigged it right from the beginning. You guys all heard it. Yeah, he fucking rigged it, and he because he'd already read the book, so he just wrote a bunch of things, and he was like, "Choose which of these are true and which of these are not true, and make your own stuff up, and then I'll just arbitrarily write down a bunch of things and claim for them to be your unspoken, also spoken, both number one truths." And I don't know if they are. <laughs> and there's been a lot of things that have changed. Throughout the season, and a lot of new predictions that have been added that weren't, um, you know, that where are they now? That's the question. We don't know. Uh, well, yeah, you know, sometimes They've gone missing. The the records, the, sometimes the records aren't kept, and it, it bodes well for the establishment. And right now, I'm the man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because sometimes there's there's like some fucking shit going on inside the government and the fucking CIA at the bottom of this fucking like MK Ultra fucking podcast fucking mind reading bullshit okay brainwashing (laughs) dune i don't know i sandwashed your brain but i i think technically we're going to say that wills won the predictions even though they he he hasn't but we're gonna say that (laughs) so there it is he sounds he sounds so bitter i'm super excited for myself but look we have a you have a chance to redeem yourself next season. No, you have a chance to redeem yourself. No, you, and actually make predictions about a book that you haven't read already. No, you have a chance. You have a chance. Maybe I'll win next time too. Maybe I've already read the book. You don't know. I read a lot of books, man. Oh yeah, fucking Nostradamus. You know the way books end without even reading them. Yeah, it's called Wikipedia. No, no, it's not. It's called Nostradamus <laughs> because he can predict the future. 
<laughs> so we should do all Nostradamus episodes. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Go over every single ep- uh, every single prediction he's made. He'd be a master of the prediction game. So yes, I rigged the game. I will. I'm willing to admit it. But rigging the game and winning the game, you know, tomato tomato. Is it? <laughs> is it? To me, it is. I'm taking my. I'm taking my W. Taking my dub, going to the bank. Let's talk about this book. I kind of want to review the book, see how we feel about it. All right. And we have the final chapter introduction. Silence. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. We say of Muad'Dib that he has gone on a journey into that land where we walk without footprints. Preamble to the Kizarat Creed. Hmm. By Fatboy Slim. That'd be a fucking that'd be that'd be a good good fucking idea for a song. I mean, Fat Boy Slim's already connected with with Dune, so we need we definitely need to get on 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 harassing him to make more music about Dune. That'd be amazing. Can he please put out like a Twitter. concept al- album of like full Dune inspired dance tracks? And we, you and I, it's interesting that he hasn't. Like you and I, like if he if he does that and he plays like Burning Man or something like that. Or Worming Man. We should go out. Worming Man. And just vibe the fuck out to Fatboy Slim and all his Dune creations. Ugh. You know I'm there. Yeah, that'd be you know so I'm much there. fun. There'll be a Patreon tier where you can all come with us. Oh, man. I'd set up the entire trip. I'd get everybody. I'd figure it. I'd figure I'd do all the logistics. I love tasks like that. Let me figure the logistics. All right. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? You want you? How many layovers do you need? I can get you eight layovers if you want. <laughs> <laughs> just go into the next state over but i can get you eight late layovers you'll see the whole world you'll see the whole world just see fat boy slim with steve and i oh i'm already imagining we can it. show you the world i'm already imagining copyright it. disney oh man it'll be it'll be so good so okay so this chapter here all about duncan all about duncan uh and he's just kind of like it's like you know it's like it's like the end of the lion this, king this is how duncan got his groove back yeah really the whole book's been that but this is like this is where we are i like that it is like the end of the lion king you know he's just looking out into the desert wondering yeah. where do you go where do you go paul and he's like looking back at himself from the stars there's like a different duncan up there winking down at him yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't know what's going on or who that is anymore i don't know if that's hate or if i'm hate or that's duncan or that's a different guy but it doesn't matter but here we go he's like i could do i could do anything now i'm alive He's proud of me. And you know that there's like a slow beating of a drum. It's like, uh, remember in Jumanji when they like find the game, like before they like, yeah. o- open the game and they just hear like, that's what it's like right now in inside fucking Duncan Idaho's brain. Yeah. In his soul. Just there's war drums. War drums going. I mean, <clears throat> if this, if this scene happened in 2007, I got into a YouTube hole. The other day, where they took like popular movies of the last like five years, three years, two years, uh, and they cut the ending in a way so that every ending perfectly matched up with what I've done by Lincoln Park. That sounds like a that sounds like a tough watch. It's it. You know what? You'd be surprised how many movies just perfectly fit that ending. That that classic piano, like do de do de do de do de do de. Not doing. I think actually, I think I could see it. I think a lot of movies definitely. Yeah. 
Definitely fit that. And that probably can't afford it. Right into like that big, like uh, just a big, like riff rock out part of that song. It cuts the black and you get the title screen, you know, like the Batman or Dune. Fuck yeah. Dune. This whole chapter is focusing on Duncan. He's looking out into the desert. And the big thing is, is that Paul has embraced Fremen tradition and has walked out into the desert. Never to be seen again. Effectively killing himself. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's interesting. When you- like a seagull. When a seagull flies inward to land. <laughs> so Paul's seagulling out into the desert. <laughs> no, I just- Wait, no, 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 no. A seagull flies outward to die, not inward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fly out to the ocean, not to the land. If they all flew in the- inward to land to die, it'd be dead seagulls everywhere. Is that true? Is that like a thing that they do? They just kind of like, all right, this is it? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty metal. Yeah. That's pretty Viking of they them. They fly out to sea. And that's always like a thing you see in like Stranded at Sea movies. Clear, you clearly don't watch a lot of Stranded at Sea movies. You know, because there's I know. a lot of times where they see a seagull and they're like, "Oh, birds!" And then the bird is out there to die. I don't watch and a lot of Stranded movies unless you're stranded in sand. Watch a lot of those movies. Yeah, those are good movies. So Paul choosing out to walk into the desert is a huge thing, and it's it's practical because he knows that he's like, "Look, man, my story's ended." I can't see into the future anymore. This is where I need to. This is where I need to leave. Look, I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna go out into the fucking desert, man. I got a couple of um, Jimmy Buffett albums, right? I'm gonna kick it, baby. Fucking cheeseburger in paradise, man. <laughs> fucking. Do you like being a galana? I do. Why is our version of Paul Terry from Fubar? Your version. My version is a parrot head. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i was like a while like a while like this is a while ago but i was working at an event that terry was also attending and i was uh i was in the i was in an area where only staff is eating okay and terry came busting in there and ordered a hot dog and just jammed it down his throat. Oh, and I would man. just watch him do it. Terry from Fubar, yeah. <laughs> and he just sort of like came in, ordered a, just order a hot dog banger and fucking slammed it down. <laughs> he probably just went like, like oh, yeah, and then left. No, he didn't do it. He wasn't putting on a show. He, he ate a hot oh, dog. Oh, he was he just, just normal like, guy. Just like, normal Terry. Well, I mean, yeah. Like he was, he yeah, he wasn't putting on a show. No. He was eating a hot dog, but he was dressed in full character and like. He slammed that fucking dog. Well, let's back, be let's be real here. I don't think Terry is much of a character. I think he has a persona, but like I do believe he dresses and acts like no, that. No, I think he's a character. I think it's a character. <laughs> I do. It's pretty fucking. It's pretty. <laughs> so, so for for our American listeners who don't know who we're talking about, Terry is this local celebrity, and there's this movie called Fubar that came out in like 2001 or 2000 or something like that, and basically, yeah, it, around there. it just highlights life as an Al- a Canadian and more specifically in Alberta. No, it's specifically about being skids in fucking Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> it's specifically about being like a greasy fucking skid metalhead. It's, yeah, just this greasy, uh, just a big old grease ball. And this this guy... Know, here's a question for you. Do you know what FUBAR means? Fucked up beyond all recognition. Mm, I don't know if it does. What does it mean? That's what it means. Okay. Don't do that to me. Uh, so That's what it means, man. This guy has able to uh, 
slingshot that character he played in 2000, 2001 into a lifelong career of being this, this like local celebrity that does like events all over the city. Like he could do shows. He's at a, yeah. He's all over the place. He's all over. The, he, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like one night he's like, you know, at the hockey game. Next night he's like at the pinball place. And then he's like, you know, getting a hot dog. You will, you will see if you live in Calgary, you will see and run into him. Eventually you'll have some sort of interaction. Cause he's everywhere. He is everywhere. He's just a guy though. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. He's fun. He's fun. I, I have nothing. I've heard nothing but good things about him. And when he's interacting, he's pretty old, so it's just like I don't know, you know, at a certain point now. Well, I'm just like you could hold you know, on to that character for a long time if you know how to take care of yourself. Yeah, and you think that he's doing that? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's a, but he's uh, he's now on Trailer Park Boys. Like he's now uh, uh, t- t- taken to his show, his character, and he's kind of inserted into the trailer park boys universe and now he has a new show is he no no no. is he in the trailer park boys show or is he like on their podcast on their show on their show so there's a new season of trailer park boys that's only available on their swear net thing and uh it's really? all of it's them in jail for a full season and terry's in it terry's an inmate with them <laughs> is he playing terry he's playing terry he's playing he's full on terry <laughs> and like and he they have a whole bunch Did of you watch like, it no, I haven't seen There's it, no but I saw a clip. It. I saw a clip of it, yeah, and like Alex Life, Alex Lifeson is in it, and he shows up for an episode, well, and he says that makes sense. They've had, always had him in there. Oh yeah, Alex Lifeson is basically an honorary Trailer Park Boy at this point, you know. And uh, yeah. it seems hilarious, but I I haven't gotten around to like downloading the SwearNet app. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. Sorry, Trailer Park Boys, I love you to death, but uh, not doing it. Uh, not gonna do that. Where do we get on this? Oh yeah, your your version of Paul. <laughs> I don't know. I saw fucking Terry eat a hot dog. Is all I was trying to say. Exactly. Okay. So Paul, him walking out into the desert is like a multifaceted decision. One, it's honoring the Fremen tradition, but it's also political because when he does that, you know how throughout this book we've been hearing rumblings about the about the faith in Muad'Dib kind of shattering around him that's why the conspiracy is made that's why there's a whole bunch of fremen that are working against him and want to go back to their old fremen ways with paul walking out into the desert he secures his his title as a god or as like a a messiah you know to bring the title into it um amongst these people and also kind of at the same time because he's mic dropping He's mic dropping, dropping walking it. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, with that, by doing this, walking on the desert and kind of, like, succumbing to his fate, embracing Fremen tradition, he's sec- securing a future for his children where his children will still be worshipped based on the on the deeds of Paul alone. And well, Paul doesn't have to be there anymore. You know, is he securing their future? Because who's going to raise these kids now? Their mom just died. He's just bailing. He's like... Later. I think Aaliyah. I think Aaliyah awesome. will have to be. Oh, I got kids. This is great. I uh, gotta go. I will catch you guys. Uh, how's 10,000 years, Sam? What? I don't know. I'll see you later. <laughs> Peace. See you guys. 
Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I guess Aaliyah. Yeah, Aaliyah is probably the last one. Aaliyah leave Duncan. Even for the fifteen-year-old girl to raise the two babies. Well, she's a fifteen-year-old girl. Plus, names? what's the? We got Baby Leto and what's the other one? Ganima. Ghidorah. Ganima. Ghidorah is a three-headed monster from Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been a fucking great name for for this character, but oh well, oh well. Um. <laughs> And Paul and Duncan throughout this chapter is kind of ruminating. Stilgar shows up, and he kind of they're also ruminating on like the effect that Paul has had on the universe and how how these children are going to be kind of affected with this whole situation. It's a it's a pretty heavy chapter, and we get full on confirmation that everybody in the conspiracy. I don't know if Irulan was murdered, but everybody else was murdered, and like Stilgar was like, "Oh yeah, Irulan's not murdered. She's writing books. She's writing books, right?" Uh, but Stilgar yeah. was like, oh, yeah, we killed everybody. We killed the Reverend Mother. We got Korba, Edric. They're all dead. Cor- Remember Korba? I don't. <laughs> He's dead. Dead. Guy's hell in the Edric's dead, too? He's like, anyone want fish for dinner? Because uh, Edric's dead. We got trout. We got spice <laughs> trout. Ready to go. Grilling them up. <laughs> it's just like... Man. It's Abe Sapien's head on a so- steak. With an apple in its mouth. <laughs> With an apple. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, is that if Edric is a fish man, he is, actually, he is a fish, and he's dead, well, you can eat him. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be full of spice. He's going to be very flavorful. Marinated. He'll probably give you mm. some sort of, like, mushroom trip with how much spice he's been well, I don't know. He's been marinating his spice for years. Years! Or maybe some trout disease. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mmm, tasty. Uh, Korba's dead, the leader of the uh, the the Kizarat. And by ki- by killing Korba, it's it's now like it's basically like wipe the slate clean for uh, for Paul's administration to allow Leto two and Ganema to kind of like come in, and now they'll be in charge as they grow up of this situation. Specifically, Leto two because Leto two is preborn. He has the sight. He has he's got the touch. Like Aaliyah had. Right? Like Aaliyah had. You know? So Ghidorah's not uh an Aaliyah type? Uh I don't think so. They never said that in the in the book here. They don't have the the sight right away at, or whatnot. They're gonna they're not gonna be, you know, writing battle plans up at age three. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Solving fucking Rubik's Cubes and shit. A little too, at least, it's going to be doing that. But Ganema, it's not stated here if she does or doesn't. Basically, Ganema is just like regular old baby. Is going. Can you imagine like having a twin like sibling? And you're you're already an adult. Plus thousands of years because you have that pre-born, you know, pre that spice memory that goes back generations. And then your your closest friend and confidant is just aging normally. So you're trying to have like, you know, you're a baby and you've read Dune and you're trying to talk about, you're trying to start a podcast. Just trying to have a conversation. <laughs> you're trying to start a podcast with an, with your, your twin sibling who's a real baby and has no concept. It's just like playing with blocks and shit in itself. <laughs> They're all in though. You know, it's like, and they're having fun. <laughs> you can shit yourself on podcasts all day long. And at the end of the day, Nobody knows. you know. You'll probably get an ad from like fucking Casper or Squarespace. (laughs) MeUndies. I don't know. Oh, what do you think that's going to happen for us? Sooner or later. Like, when are are we at the MeUndies level? I know for a fact 
I know for a fact you need 10,000 downloads per episode. 10,000 per to episode. To get on MeUndies. We maybe have one. We maybe have 10,000 for one episode. Do you think that's enough? I think so. All right. I hope so. I'm writing a letter. If, if we could get, like, if I could be making free underpants, <laughs> I would be like, I believe like that would be like, I made it. Oh, that's, that is like, you never have to worry about underwear again. And I'm sure, you know what? If we apply. And I, and I worry about underwear. Me too. All the time. <laughs> it's important because like, this is a tough question that a lot of people don't ask themselves, especially men. But it's like, think about all your underwear and like, what is the oldest pair you have? Oh. And careful because the answer may frighten you. And because it's not something that we audit very often, but you'll be like, I've had this pair since I was 14 years old. <laughs> just like this, this matted hole. It's just like, it's but it's like not even underwear. It's like a rag. You know? And you just think about like all of the literal shits that that underwear has seen. <laughs> all of the farts that have passed through the fabric. It's bad. <laughs> that underwear is like, Kill me. Kill me. But it's because, like, you know, like, socks and stuff get holes, but, like, underwear generally stays pretty intact. I don't know about, like, some, there's definitely some heavy-duty users out there that are, like, shit-staining. It's, like, bad. And, like, ripping holes and stuff. It's, like, like, I can I can easily make a pair of underpants last me 20 years. And I know that's fucked up to say. But that's why it's important for me to keep track of these things. Otherwise, I will. Like, they will run. <laughs> or you will have 20, a 20-year-old pair of underwear. <laughs> That you're still rocking from like age 12. (laughs) But you'll never know. You'll never know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No one knows. So, I mean, as long as it's washed, it's clean, you're good. So that is pretty much where the chapter more or less wraps up. You know, Paul is gone. It's up to the babies now to run this universe. Uh Stilgar is there. They're going to have help. You know, Duncan's there. Stilgar's there. Aaliyah's there. Uh, Irulan will probably be there, but in like a reduced fashion. If she if if she wasn't murdered, I I I think you're right. She's not killed. Um, no, and we'll see. She's got a lot of books, all right. Yeah, she's got a lot of books, and you can't just do that without a little bit of time on your side. So she's got a lot of things to do. And plus, she's the emperor, or she's the previous emperor's daughter, and there's kind of like a respect there, even though there's animosity between the two houses, between House Carino and House Atreides. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I think uh, if Irulan is a betting woman, she probably will just go like take her lashings, whatever punishment is coming her way, and uh, mm-hmm. and just sit and just sit tight. You know, what's the point of like going up against Paul and the Atreides when you've got it pretty good? You're probably living in the palace, right? You're some sort of figurehead of state. Uh, you get to write, huh? Not so bad. You got spice paper it's for not days. That bad. Uh, probably, you know, they got fresh fish grilling up as we speak, right? Ooh. Whether or not you were able to speak to that fish before, up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's grilling up, baby. We got some salt on it. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Um, and then we come into the epilogue and Steve, I want you, I want, right, I want we you, got the epilogue here. I want you to do something with this. You make a decision, make a decision with what you want to do. And I will put music behind it that I think might fit. This is going to be hard. This is a nonsense hymn. I have no idea what the melody of this is. Or even the rhyming scheme. It doesn't really rhyme. Maybe go spoken word we'll poetry. No better stench of funeral still for Muad'Dib. 
I gotta change it. We gotta go with my regular voice. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta come back. No better stand funeral still for Muad'Dib. No Ned, no solemn right to free the mind from avaricious shadows. He is the fool <laughs> saint, the golden stranger living forever. On the edge of reason. <laughs> Let your God fall and he is there. His crimson peace and sovereign pallor. Strike into our universe on prophetic webs. To the verge of a quiet glance. There. Out of bristling star jungles. Mysterious <laughs> lethal and oracle without eyes. Cat's paw of prophecy, whose voice never dies. Shai Halud, he. <laughs> Shai Halud, he awaits thee upon a strand where couples walk and fix eye to eye. This seems like an anime intro now. I was just gonna say. Delicious ennui of love. He strides through the long cavern of time. Scattering the fool self of his dream. Shy Halud. <laughs> the goal is him. I I, I was gonna I say, man. Fucking music, that. It sounded like you went from like like a hymn, like an, like an, an asshole, that was a whole thing, like a yeah, like a gospel to a full on like Broadway musical. It was by the end. I was feeling my. I was feeling it. <laughs> And I was dancing around. Especially when you go, Shy Halud. <laughs> yeah, that part was I pictured like 20 people jumping out of nowhere. I'll just go, Shy Halud. You got to like put my voice over itself 20 times. Oh, man. I, I, I'm telling you, I said a couple episodes ago, but I would love to see a high school musical rendition of Dune. Like high school doosical. And I want like the weird, awkward like kid in a giant like worm costume and he's got he's he's got, he's got like a, be you. a verse <laughs> <laughs> lumbering giant sandworm <laughs> we'll save it for next season <laughs> oh it should we'll be so good play. It'd be so good all right so i want to talk about the whole book in general here uh, like you said, you're, you're doing much better than you did at the end of the first Doom book. But I think what helped was after we did the Doom book uh, in season two, what immediately happened after was the movie came out and you and I basically like spent some time like literally studying the book, uh, the original Dune, especially with the movie coming out and everything kind of going around it. You were able to kind of like center your understanding of how that novel operates this book i don't think we'll ever, i don't think we'll ever see this book in its in, in in a film adaptation in any sort of way do you still feel the it same seems unlikely do you still feel the same sort of like i don't know what the fuck is going on here as you did with the first dude i um not as much because like i said before this is more contained it is it is like what the fuck is going on, but once you grasp what is going on, which is that there's a bunch of conspirators, conspirators, conspirators. There's a bunch of conspirators. One of them, one of them's a fish. Yeah. One of them's a face dancer. Yeah. You know, they all want to have baby. They all want a, a Paul baby. That's like once you got that, it's like 
you kind of got it here. Whereas the first one has so much world building and so many brand new crazy terms thrown at you that this like this one definitely is more grounded because we know the world we're in already. Like they can say they can they can say chome all day and all night, and I know exactly what they're talking about. Me stocks, first time I've baby. heard about fucking chome is just like woof. Like I it, I had to re- reread that chome shit like five times. I still don't know what's going on. But I I do imagine like like you said like I, I do think it will get adapted, but not just as Dune Messiah. Like it'll be a part. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it'll yeah. be a part of a Dune movie, but. Maybe they'll put like Messiah and Children of Dune in the same movie or something. Yeah, they've actually done that before with a uh, miniseries. So you know that Dune miniseries that came out in like the early two thousands. Yep. The they made a sequel that was called Children of Dune, and it is a it is sandwiched Dune Messiah and Children of Dune. They put the two storylines together, and guess who played Leto two in Children of Dune? Uh, Billy Zane. Oh, you're so close. James McAvoy. Hey, James McAvoy. Pretty good. Yeah. One that of was his... before he blew up. Right? Yeah, right before, before he blew he up. before he was in Wanted. Wanted. I think Atonement was, was the thing that really blew blew him up. Atonement. X-Men. And X-Men. <laughs> and now he's like one of the biggest actors in the world. Uh, and he's a solid... I, saw, I watched the movie. He's a solid Leto, too. Now, they didn't take it as far as I wanted them to go. <laughs> and, and They never do. Leto, Leto goes far. Did they make him a worm? No, they didn't. I'm going to spoil that. No, they didn't. They're not in that movie. We they got close. It. I spoiled it, and I don't even know it. They got close. They were, they, they got, uh, yeah, oh, man, we can't, I can't wait to read Children of Dune with you. I can't wait. I can't wait. It'll happen. Can't wait. But, like, it'll chill, happen. Dune Messiah is kind of like to me. Dune Messiah is kind of like the whimper after the bag of the original Dune. You know, like it's just kind of like the yeah. it's kind of like the it's it's like a story, but like you said, it's much more contained. It's um, the stakes don't feel as like dire. Like in the original Dune, you're Paul's fighting for the universe. You know. And he's fighting for his family. He's fighting for his family name. He's fighting for the future. He's got so much like riding on him. And this one, in Dude Messiah, he's fighting for his right to like have his baby, I guess, and to save Cheney's life. Yeah, which, I mean, he gets one of them. Yeah, he gets one of them. Um, is he gonna turn Cheney into Gola? No, right? No, 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 no. She does. No, this is. Uh, this is. This is. Dune Messiah might as well be kind of like the end of Paul's story proper. Yeah. You know, they kind of like, like is Paul, wrap it up. It's Paul in how big of a time jump is in Children of Dune? It's about uh I don't know exactly, but they're like teenagers. They're like like they're like tweens in Dune Children of Dune. And I imagine Paul comes back at some point, right? Well, I can't answer that question. And, well, if he doesn't, it's kind of, I mean, like, whatever, I guess. Me not answering that question is kind of like me also answering that question. So, like, you know, take, well, of, course, like, of course he comes back. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I dude Messiah, I think it's probably like my lowest, my lowest ranking one out of the out of the four that I've read. 
I can see why, but it also seems like it does have like the low, like, the least material. It does seem like the shortest book of all of them. Yeah, it is, and it, it is quite short. Like we were able to bang this out quite quickly. It was only like a month and a bit of material. We only started this last yeah. month. Like I don't know, crazy. It was quick, crazy. When we do mm-hmm. like Wheel of Time, it's like two and a half months worth of content that we're dealing with. It's months. Yeah, you know, and you and I were stressed out. We're mad at each other. We're trying to figure out who. Who Rand wants to be banging and who, who it's just, you know, it's the CW. I love fantasy. <laughs> okay. That wraps up Dune Messiah. We made it. Uh, I think it's time to play some games. I got, I'm almost done this beer. So I'm going to finish this beer and then I'm going to open up the next okay. one, which also has a dinosaur on it. Look at this one. This one, the first one I had has a Triceratops on it. And if you guys don't know, Triceratops are my favorite dinosaur. I think Triceratops are the shit. <laughs> you all probably know that, though. You all know that. You all know that, of course. If, yeah. the, if you hang out with me, you all know that Triceratops. It's like the first thing I tell you guys. The next one, look at this guy. It's a ter- T-Rex. Tyrannosaurus. Berries. Okay. Dinosaur. All right. Blackberry. Looks good, buddy. This is going to get sloppy by the end of this episode. It's going to get real I think you might, I think you might need to slow down on the dino beers over there, buddy. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still going for it. All right. So the next thing we should be doing right now, we should play some games. Want to play a game? Sure. All right. So I got two different games here. I don't know. I don't know. You didn't seem like you were too stoked to playing on, too stoked on playing them. Uh... <laughs> But I guess we'll give it a no, shot. No, I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready to go. All right. All right. All right. So this one, let's give this a shot. This is, they're not really games. Like there's no winner in this. It's just, we're just talking. All right. Uh, yeah. One I looked online and I found it was called The Gift Game. And uh, I can't remember. I think it's, it's stolen from another podcast. I can't tell you what the podcast is because I, I, I don't remember. But the idea of the game is this. Yeah, interesting. I give you, I give you three characters, and I we have like an agreed okay. upon list of gifts that you can give them. But you know what? Let's open it up to everything, anything in the world. <laughs> All right, we can add other things. You can add, and I just have like a couple of like worm get or Dune related gifts, worm related gifts as well. Well, uh, we're gonna use some of these. Sure. The idea is, from the three characters I give you. You pick three gifts to give them. And why would you give these gifts to those characters? What do those gifts mean? Are they sentimental? Are they functional? What? Just explain why. So I'm going to give you three characters. All right. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you the three. I'm going to give you the three best characters in the book for me. These are my okay. favorite characters in the book. So uh, I want these gifts to be like mm-hmm. out of this world. Fish awesome. Man. All right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Edric the fish man. Number one. We got a fish. You got a fish. All right. All Next right. one. B Jazz. The Tleilaxu Mentat Dwarf B-Jazz. guy. B Jazz. All right. All right. Great choice. And then uh, number three. Ooh, do I want to go him or do I want to go the other guy? Uh, I'm going to give you Sightail. Sightail. Okay. So Will is giving me a list here. This is the list. We got a Jubba Cloak, which I don't know what that is. I don't know. It's in Chris the Dune knife. board game. It's a card. It doesn't mean anything. I think it's just like a, like a, <laughs> it's like a, like a, 
a robe or it's something. Like a fa- it's like a sash. It's like a fashionable, like, uh, yeah. It's like one of those little yeah. fucking yeah, 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 scarves yeah. that ladies put on their heads. I don't know. Yeah. We got a Jabba cloak. We got a Chris knife. We got your own spit. Mm. We got a worm saddle. Very an ornithopter. A worm's tooth. Sand. Very good. A, a jug of the water of life. A teaspoon of spice. Just a teaspoon. And a guildsman fish tank. Now, I'm going to add a few other things on there. Like, I'm going to add, like, a um, uh, fish food. Mmm. How about that? Very important. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to add um, fi- uh, Dancing with Your Face for Dummies as a book. <laughs> Well, these are very obvious. These are very obvious. Like, uh, why, why, why would you give it to these characters? I want something weird. Like, well, no, 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 no. Because I also need to add um, "Bitches Brew" by Miles Davis. Oh, Um, okay. Double LP for (laughs) the jazz. Very good jazz album that he uh, he would very much enjoy. Mm. Sporadic, chaotic. He would love it. Okay, so I'm also going to go through. I think the Chris knife belongs to Bajaz. Yeah, why? Well, because Bajaz is just kind of like he's not going to be able to actually kill anyone with it or anything. He's just going to be like, he's just going to get killed eventually. So it's like I don't know. I mean, we saw how easy it was at the end of this book. They basically just like Duncan went over them and just snapped snapped his neck. It was like over. He went no. A Jabba cloak. Can I also give the Jabba cloak to Bajaz? I just think he'd look good in it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> My own spit. I guess I'll give that to. Um, I you know what I I want to. I'm inclined to give it to Edric because he's like a fish. I don't know, so he probably likes it or something. But I want to give it to Sidetail because maybe with his face dancing powers, he can use my spit to like I don't know, spit dance or something. So I'll give my own spit the side tail, I guess. So maybe he can like uh, recreate my mouth or something. He can nice. clone it for himself, yep. I guess. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Uh, worm saddle for Bidjaz because I want him riding worms in that Jebel cloak, uh, pumping out Miles Davis. Can we put a Bluetooth speaker on here for him too? Absolutely. Yeah, he's also got a Bluetooth speaker <laughs> uh, on the worm saddle. Ornithopter. I mean, I also want to give that to Bajaz, right? It's just like, I don't think he even needs to be using it. He can just park it at home. Bajaz is walking away with, like, like <laughs> the lion's share of all the good stuff. <laughs> well, he's going to die. A worm's <laughs> tooth. <laughs> a worm's tooth. What are we talking about here? Well, a worm's tooth is this just, is like, a... it's pretty much the same thing as a Chris knife, but a Chris knife is fashioned into a knife, while a worm's tooth is just, like, a tooth that you pull right out of the mouth. You know, is it huge? At least four feet long. Four feet? At least. At least. Like, how do I, like, what am I even supposed to, like, give that? Like, what are you talking about? Like, again, I want to give it to BJ's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't come up with any reasons why. I can't. Exactly. It's a great reason to give it to him. Yeah, I can't think of right. any reason to give it to Edric. I can't think of any reason to give it to Sightail, which leaves Bejazz, which, like, a bunch of reasons to give it to him. He can now have it, and he can put it on his big worm, right? 
with his Miles Davis and his Jabba Cloak. I think we're, I think it's pretty good. The next item is sand. Sidetail. Because Why? face dancing never, because face dancing looks fucking cool as ice in a sandstorm. Oh. Darud. Jug of the water of life. That's for Edric. Swim around him. Oh, yeah. Easy. Teaspoon of spice. Where do you think I'm putting that? Right up Big Jazz's nose. <laughs> that's where that's going. <laughs> right up inside. Because we're amping him up. We're cranking him up to fucking 211. Oh, man. And we're he's... sending him on a worm. And he's going to fucking take over the desert. <laughs> or he might just get killed. But you will. And the last item is a guildsman fish tank. And now here's the funny, here's the thing is you think I'm going to give it to Edric, but I already gave him the jug of the water of life to swim in because you didn't specify the size of the jug. You gave me the B jazz. So this is where I'm going to now put B jazz in the tank and drown it <laughs> for my own sick pleasures. Because really, you kept saying, why are you giving so much to B jazz? But really, I was giving all these things to myself because <laughs> I've ridden myself with B jazz by the end. <laughs> That's good. Those are good answers. Those are good answers. All right. Why don't you hit me with three characters? Three characters. I don't think I'm going to go through the whole gift list like you did. I'll just give, I'll just give you my uh, gifts just for each character. And we're doing anything in the you world. You can get a Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Hate. Slash Duncan. But okay. Way more in hate mode. And. Auntie Helen. Auntie Helen. Okay. Okay. So. Duncan. Helen McGonagallis. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Duncan, Duncan Hate. First thing that comes to my mind, CrossFit membership. Got to keep those pecs swole. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. He needs to be hitting that gym. He's he's the guard, you know? He's in charge of defending everybody. Do you need everybody. a membership for CrossFit? Can't you just, like, carry tires around with you? You can't not CrossFit. You could, but like then you won't have the and then you won't but then you won't have the bragging rights of doing CrossFit all the time. Okay. You know, Touche. That's that's why you do CrossFit. You have the membership. You wear it like as a badge. I've seen the people, they do it. Wear it around your neck like a dog tag. It's the size of a tire. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Uh Aaliyah. Um I'm going to give her, ooh, Tyranny for Dummies, mixed in. Yeah, I'm just going to suggest Supernatural Season 10. I heard it's really good. Oh, it's that's a, her that is good. Yeah, know. Supernatural, especially for her age group, 15. <laughs> she'll fucking yeah, love it. That's what I mean. Like, being human. You know, kinda, she would love being human. You know, it's like hate and being human. She would love it. Doctor Who. Actually, you know what? I'm not. I'm not giving her. I'm making a point not to give her Doctor Who because that's a decision. I don't know what direction you're running off in. I was sort of like, you know, Supernatural's got the hunky guys, and she likes hate. And Uh, no, I'm going into like the nerdy stuff stuff that like 15 year olds get into that they get way too much into, and then they start then they start Tumblr account, and then things just go off the rails. You know, I think you're describing just a really weird point in like 2014 or something but i don't know my high school experience i'm just <laughs> describing my high school experience <laughs> could be could be all right uh tyranny for dummies because she's going to be running the ship for now on like she's basically paul's figurehead she's left with this world so she's going to need every help every bit of help she can get 
And I think of For Dummies book, For Tyranny, maybe even the democratic process, I'm going to give her that. Okay. All right. She probably like, I don't know, like one of those like 17 magazines or something with like pictures of Jason Momoa (laughs) flexing. (laughs) But I don't know. (laughs) Miami Man Weekly. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, And the third. (laughs) We should come up with like a bunch of like uh, (laughs) X-rated. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. X-rated Dune material. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Off the clock. Okay. Now, now we Get got Auntie Helen. Away. All right, guys, Helen Mahayam. Uh, you know what I'm gonna give her? You know, you think of what I'm gonna give her? Uh, who? You know what? First, you know what my gut instinct is. First thing that comes to mind: pack of cigarettes. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but since we've ever been called, since we've been calling her Auntie Helen, I, 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 the term aunt. And cigarettes have been synonymous in my life since very early age, and I think that a lot of people in our a lot of people they are in age. most people's yeah. And cigarettes, they kind of it's together. interesting that there's no smoking really of any sort in Dune. Well, Maybe I'm there's sure there's spice bit, cigarettes, pipes and stuff. Is there though? There's like pipe. There's like pipe smoking. I think you pack it full of spice. You know, you never know. You never know. I, I, you I, I you're know. right. You're right though. Like it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Um, it's just interesting for given the the time period that it's written in that all the characters aren't constantly smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Maybe maybe you know? F- Frank Herbert saw the future and he was like, you know what? People are not going to be smoking cigarettes as much. That's in, why everyone's vaping in, in year 20,000 or 10,000 or whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, everybody's vaping. The vape jewels have taken like jewel stock that <laughs> Ch- Chome used to be called jewel. That's what happened. You should see <laughs> the clouds that B Jazz is blowing, <laughs> puffing on. Hookah bars, start investing in them now. I want, to, I want, I want to give one more gift away, a bonus gift to another character of my cho- of my choice. I want to give it the side tail. I want to give him a Ho- Where's okay. Waldo book. Nice. Uh, specifically, those are good books, man. Yeah, those are good books. Those books taught me how to read. <laughs> Strong reading content, specifically <laughs> because um, Sightail, you know, you got the face dancing skills, but Waldo, if you want to hide, if you want to be, if you want to like be invisible, like like instead of face dancing, learn from Waldo. Learn from the best. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a fucking that's a pro tip, man. I used to love those like uh, find the find the thing books. As a kid, those were good. Those, those are so are much good fun. Shit. I have a "Where's the Dude" book, and you just open it up and you try like, to find the dude from the Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski in like different like movie scenes, like like three hundred and shit. <laughs> <laughs> is it a big? Is it like a big picture book style? Like oh, Where's dude, Waldo it's ridiculous! Books? It's ridiculous. Let me go get it. I'll get I'll get it to you and I'll try to show it to you. Okay, I got it. Oh yeah. So like here's a scene of like you gotta find where's the dude in Rocky. You know, it's a big crowd of people. Oh. Boxing Wait, is that middle. drawn? Is that an animated Is it drawn is it drawn? Drawn, yeah. I can't tell. Drawn? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I see. This one is just a beach scene with like all kinds of characters. I see it. You gotta have the beach scene. I see I see E. T. I see the crew members. Maybe Michael Jaws. Jackson's in there. I see Jaws from James Bond. Free Willy? Oh, wow. See, this is just like, this is great stuff. This is just good stuff. Oh, and then they give you a list of where you can find everybody. There's Morpheus. 
There's uh the cast of the Christmas Christmas Vacation. Good stuff. Found this. Found this. Brooks and Sam. Found this in Seattle. Yeah, found this in Seattle. So if you're ever in Seattle, ask ask for that. Makes a lot of sense now. (laughs) Ask for Um, where's the dude? If you ask that in Seattle, you're going to actually end up with a lot of things that you aren't expecting. No, you're going to end up with some really good weed. You (laughs) might get stabbed. You'll definitely get good pizza. (laughs) Definitely good. But I, when I was a kid, I had I had one of those find the thing books, but it was X Men. Mm. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what you would find throughout it, but it was like awesome. Everything was like an awesome battle scene, which is like all these Marvel characters. Oh, that'd be so much. Also, fun. I had a bunch of I spies. That'd be so much fun. Good books. Uh, there's probably one that's now like licensed for the current MCU. You know? Yeah, I wonder if those. I wonder if those are still still popular. I mean, Endgame is kind of like a where all the internet movies. That's I mean exactly. So like, why are you looking at a book? <laughs> you can just watch Endgame again. <laughs> just watch Endgame. <laughs> okay, uh, I've got one more game here. Do you want to play it, or do you want to kind of uh, go into the next well, next sort of part? I can't. I can't go for too much longer, but we can do the game. We'll just be quick about it. Uh, let's skip the game. Let's skip the game. The next thing I want to okay. do is let's rank the best storylines of 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 Doom Messiah. All right. Well, I think that I'm going to just write. I'm taking it right off the top. Like, Aaliyah wants to fuck hate. It's number one top. It's at the top. You know, I don't love it, but I it's provocative. We need it without Doom Messiah. Without it, what is Doom Messiah? I think I'm going to I'm really? going to challenge you on that. I think the best one is <laughs> Duncan <Edward>? finding himself. <laughs> well, they go hand in hand. I guess so. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. I, but you know, so that can be number two. But they can kind of we can call it Duncan finding himself. But Aaliyah's a big part of that. Aaliyah's <laughs> a big part of that. You know, she's like, I got Supernatural season fifteen. We can watch it together. <laughs> I've heard it's great. So, I've heard it. Come on, uh, so good. It's and then she's like, let me draw you like one of my French girls, right? And then she's drawing naked uh, Jason Momoa, and it's like Titanic. It's exactly like Titanic. Uh, okay, what's your second favorite? Well, I do like Edric and Sightail and their little plot, the, the conspirators. That was right, even though they all yeah. fucking didn't accomplish anything and they sucked, but. But I, I, um, I like but them. It's, it's like, it's a lot of fun. I like a fish man. Anytime you give me a fish man of any sort, I'm in. You put gills on anything, and I'm way more interested than I was when I didn't have gills. Yep. Um, so that's up there. Face dancing. I'm a big fan of dancing in general. <laughs> Faces. I love them. Put them together. It's a good time. You know, as I said, it's like, this is the thing, is when that came into play, I, I made a joke. I was like, I wonder if this is going to end up like Game of Thrones and not mean anything. And it's like, it didn't. It sort of, it did mean something. It, he was a face dancer. He could put on the face of other people and become them, and he tried to do it to infiltrate a, a scheme that didn't work, and he died. You know, not like... Uh, Storytelling. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right? I guess in Game of Thrones, like, for the record, I guess she did do it to, like, kill the fucking janitor from fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And, like, bake him into a pie or something. But but then, like, didn't use it ever again when she could have definitely, like, used it for way more dramatic, 
impact. We all know she should have put on Jamie's face and she should have fucking killed Cersei and Jamie should have killed the Night King because he's been called the Kingslayer fucking seven seasons. God damn it, people. God damn it. House of the Dragon, pretty good though. Pretty good. I've only seen the first two episodes. I haven't been able to see anything last else. Fucking, you can skip the last one. Like it was fucking called House of the Boner, if you ask me. Oh, all right. All right, well. It was like a lot of, it was interesting. This is a hot take for House of the Dragon. Minor spoilers, but not really. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it light, but I'll keep it steamy. <laughs> this one episode, one of the episodes, is very heavy on uh, sexual intercourse, uh, in typical Game of Thrones fashion. Very, uh, very X-rated, very steamy, but kind of not the typical Game of Thrones fashion. It's like they took a different angle. It's like I don't know. I you know I don't know, and I don't know if I want to watch it again. But it felt like. Watching the late night, like, uh, weird softcore porn when you were, like, 10 years old and you didn't know what was happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, man. You uh, unlocked a memory a for like me. That is very, very in-depth. It, it's, they play, like, sensual, like, music behind it. And it's all... It's just very... It's like, I don't know. Saxophone? 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 There's fucking saxophone. Woo! They're playing, like, Baker Street. You mm. know, <laughs> you, know Baker, you know Baker Street? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Jerry Rafferty, man. Ooh. Sounds like a good episode. <laughs> Listeners, you know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. Well, you'll know soon enough. <laughs> House of the Boner. Check it out. HBO Max. Max. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Edric and Sightail, that's my number two as well. I just like their I just like their chemistry, you know? The couple of chapters that we got where they get where they get back together and they're like Sightail is yelling at Edric and Edric is just giving him like spice nonsense. Just going. Hmm, yeah. maybe the lines that twine are He's giving him some straight amerlin seat fish metaphor shit two of a kind hmm. two trouts in the pockets is worth three trouts in the wind hmm inside mm. <laughs> i was like what the fuck are you talking about they're fucking yeah. everything up we've been trying we've- one salmon jumps the dam but 20 salmon run a mile up the dam that's hmm, it oh wow i'm putting on a little girl's face and i'm gonna do this shit myself hmm. yeah fish girl Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you fish girl on the next season. Ooh, that sounds ooh la la. <laughs> that sounds steamy, if you ask me. Um, third, third favorite episode, uh, third favorite storyline. I want to give it to Paul, but I also don't. I think B Jazz, mm. B Jazz, because Paul's just story fun. was Paul's story was honestly like nothing really. It was pretty like par for the course. It's not but even Paul like a redemption. Or anything like he just kind of like yeah we're gonna have children and gonna and I'm gonna die, kind of. Yeah, well, I'm blind. Oh no! You know, can we get, get give him a gift? Get him some uh, Stevie Wonder. Is that too much? <laughs> Is that too on the knows? nose? <laughs> I don't know. That's too on the worm. We have an upcoming episode on uh, my other podcast, Who Killed the Radio Star. We have an upcoming episode. Uh, Is Stevie Wonder actually blind? Very offensive episode. I can't wait. Uh, check it out. <laughs> yeah. Is he actually blind? Uh, Very offensive. I love it. I love it already. Uh, no, B-Jazz just takes it because he's so bizarre. Like, he doesn't fit in Dune. Like, he doesn't make any no, sense. which is why we got him out right away. But. So, the three best, I think we're agreed here. It's Edric. It's Duncan. Edric and Sightail. Duncan and his whole finding himself thing. Um... B jazz for me. What was your? What would be your third favorite? I mean, I'm pretty on. I'm pretty on track with you. Okay. Um, All right. I'm glad. I'm happy. That, with that. Like those are, those are yeah, pretty good. 
All right. The Aaliyah stuff is definitely not my favorite. The Irulan stuff is definitely not my favorite. They didn't dive into the Irulan stuff where enough. Fucking, where, was, where was Jessica? She's on Caladan. Like ship her off? She's on Caladan. At the beginning with, of the book? Yeah, she's on Caladan with uh, Gurney. Just having a grand old time. Just being yeah. old. Yeah, I really thought Gurney was going to pop back in. But after now, in retrospect, seeing like how contained the book is, it makes sense that he wasn't there. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I can tell you this. Should I tell you this? No. No, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Okay. So those are the top storylines from Dune Messiah. As we said at the top of the episode, I uh, I won I won the I won the uh, I won the predictions game. Though I rigged it technically, and because we're already running on we're running over time, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna, think I'm gonna spare you from humiliation. I don't think I'm gonna make you snort any hot sauce. Put in. Any- oh gracious! Well, here you know what I'll do is right now I'll pull some hair out of my own head. Oh, Ready? do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Okay, I got some. Wow, he did it, everybody. You heard it. You heard it right here. Oh, and you're. I honestly was like thinking about it. I was like, I could eat some sand, and I would have if I had sand near me, but I don't. We live in Canada. It would take me like I'd have to. Yeah, I'd have to like go find a beach and like good luck, and then like you know like get the sand and like bring it home. So it's like, let's rip more hair out of my head next time yeah 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 exactly so uh, because i rigged it and because it's such a short season i feel like let's let's hold off the humiliation on this and let's come back to well, it next this, season and do a and double re- well, humiliation. this is really what it is no, no no this is really what it is and we have to we have to pull back the curtain all the way here the shower curtain oh oh too bad too good thing for will he showers in a pair of fucking jean shorts because he's a never nude did we talk about it on the podcast how he said he f- goes to the toilet to f- take a fart? He said that. <laughs> yeah. that. He farts in the toilet. I fart on the toilet. I'm too afraid of shitting myself. All right? It's true. It's a real the- fear. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> this is the thing. The first season, it was great. We did the pickles. We had, we had the pickles. The spicy pickles. We ate the pickles. We did that. And second time, we did the hot sauce. But really... You know, on an audio medium, there's only so far we can go with this, with with this whole bit, mm-hmm. and this this thing. Like, maybe if if any listeners have any um, suggestions for upcoming seasons of ways we could spice this up, uh, you know, we welcome them. Send them in because at this point, we don't know. We might need to reformat. I like the predictions. I just don't know if they need to lead to a humiliation because yeah, that's know, true. How do you humiliate the humiliated? Uh-huh. we already have a podcast and like as we said multiple times exactly. on the show like every episode is kind of a humiliation yeah it really is like anytime so, somebody goes like, oh, you're a podca- you podcaster oh, what's your podcast about that you can literally feel me dying inside to and- you to me i every time i feel like richer and richer and more like an investor because i just treat each episode like uh an nft and that's a non-fungible token, buddy. And uh, we've got a lot of them. And they're worth money. Huh. And if we tell people they're worth money, then they are. That's true. Yeah, that's how the stock market works. That's it. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Wow. We did it. End of season five. Season five, 250 plus episodes. And really, aren't the real seasons the friends we made along the way? And the patrons that pay us money now. 
Hey! Thank you for your services. <laughs> no, but really, and the friends we made along the way, which are the same thing. Which is the same thing. I want to circle back on that again and spend another 10 seconds just thanking our patrons. Thanking our patrons and thanking everybody who has spent the time to send us a message. Say, hey guys, I like the show. Keep up what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I can't thank you guys enough. It's awesome. Like, it is so cool. It's awesome. Even the people who just write in. The guy who, like, told me to be, like, a cider car of spice or something. It's like, that's fucking awesome, man. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Fucking, it's, fuck yeah, buddy. Keep on keeping on, man. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I fucking, I fucking love it. I love all the support. Uh, we're not stopping. We're not stopping. We're going to keep going. And I, I know some of you guys Never. are, like, are, like we've, had, we've even had messages, like, earlier this season where, like, people are going, like, this is a pretty ambitious project that you guys going on you're going to go through both dune and, and and wheel of time and like other books as well yes yeah yes yeah, we are we know and we have other podcasts and we have other podcasts we have jobs as well we have other hobbies and we're not stopping we're not stopping because we love you can't stop won't stop all right speaking of the other podcasts will's other show the last gen arcade if you haven't listened to that one yet him and co-host nathan isles go over video games that they haven't played before and if you're a true gamer, it'll shock you because I've most have, of them are classics. I haven't played that most they video games. Should have played. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It turns out he hasn't. Super Mario World three. Nope. I mean, well, oops. Nope. It's my own faux pas. No, Super no, Mario no. three. Yeah, the new season of uh, Last Gen Arcade is going to be coming out in October. We're going to be starting that. We're kicking that season off with a good old classic. You guys, Listen, may, you guys might know this one. I got some episodes I want to be on. What are you doing? Oh, you got the episode. You want episodes? Be, I, I can. We can talk off off air, but we're what doing episode the first are you one. doing? First one's already like set in stone. First one we're doing. What is it? Resident Evil Four. I don't want any part of that. And if you've been listening, if you've been listening to the Last Gen Arcade, uh, we've been doing uh, guests and uh, previous guests of ours that did our Dark Souls episode. Drew, he's going to be joining oh, us for Resident for this Evil one? Four. Mila Jovovich. Oh, okay, Drew. That's good too, though. Drew is kind of like Mila Jovovich. He's got the hips. Yeah, hey, he looks like her. Yeah, and the nipples. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and of course, Steve's got his own podcast. Got another podcast with my co-host, Tyler. Uh, the show's called Who Killed the Radio Star? It's a true crime true crime music show where we and conspiracy where we are like, we ask weird questions of like, you know, is, is Tom Waits actually a lord of the underground? Is he like a Can demon? Stevie He's Wonder like, actually see? Yeah, is Stevie Wonder like faking it? I don't know. Is Lord um, a reptile? And like also like is Lord a reptile and like also like actual things like, you know, like tragedies and stuff that actually happened. Like yeah. Edward uh or you know, like Eric Clapton like let his baby like, crawl out a window and die. Like yeah. oops. That's real though. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh so all sorts of stuff like that. Check that out. Why don't you why don't we why don't we take it out? Take it take it out for us one last time. Uh, before we go, I want to say thank you to our patrons on the Gouda Grand Master level. Uh, Nicole, Big Cheese Daddy, Degree for Women. Uh, I want to highlight. I love I love everybody on on the Gouda Grand Master, but I do want to highlight Big Cheese Daddy. Big Cheese Daddy has been there since the beginning. We fucking love you, man. He's been here since like fucking day one. May as well be day one. Might as well be day one. Because that's when the rest of our lives began. But then my life restarted again. When Nicole came, and then it restarted again. Ah, uh, yeah. And Degree came. Ah, uh, yeah. 
So it's like, it's tough because I'm constantly being reincarnated and my personality's changing a lot. You're a Gola. You're a Gola. Oh man. But the sex appeal stays. It never leaves. <laughs> hey, hey buddy. Yeah. Yo, I, I thank you all three. Thank you. Big cheese daddy. I, you know, you know, we love you. We talk to you all the time. We, I, I just, ah, my heart is so full of love. Uh, we I can't believe we made it this far season five and we're still going. So why don't you take us out one last time, Steve? Thank you for listening to Dune Messiah. We will be back again with the Wheel of Time. The Shadow Rising. Oh, man. Oh, man. Did we do it. We did it. We did it, everybody. We did it. We got all the way to the end of Season 5, Dude Messiah. And we can't do it without three very special people. Our Gouda Grandmasters. I've got Nicorne! I'm going to keep saying it like that because it's fun. Big Cheese Daddy, who you all know and love. And Degree for Women, who you also all know and love. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. If you guys want to be like them... Obviously, just go to the description. The link is right there. You can join a tier, and it's great. It's good stuff, and I'll love you forever. Go do it. Do it right now. Do it. Do it. 